Support for this episode of the I'm So Sure podcast is provided by One Touch Ultra Diabetic Monitor. Keep track of your blood glucose level and take control of your diabetes. With One Touch Ultra, just a five-second test before and after some meals can help you make better food choices. You have diabetes. Diabetes doesn't have you. One Touch changes everything. And now, here's Kevin and Scott with I'm So Sure. Hi, and thanks for downloading this episode of the I'm So Sure podcast. I'm Scott Benson. I'm Kevin Kelly, and we're going to be talking to you this week about television theme songs. That's right. We're going to talk about our favorites, the ones that we think are iconic, uh, ones that we think are really memorable and good, and ones that are just rotten. And we also have another little section just called eh. So let's start off with some that we think are are iconic. They're um, childhood memories for us. Right. And um, three of them, we're just going to mention three of them right off the bat, are Sesame Street, The Electric Company, and Zoom. All three have very memorable theme songs. And I should tell my, my Zoom story. I... Oh, oh. Okay, sorry about the interruption. That was just my new kitten being delivered. Her name is Gracie. You might have heard her in the background. She is precious and few. Yes. She's, she's so tiny. She's going to be a handful, and Jack is very unsure of the situation. Oh. She's not going to She'll figure anymore. it out. She's fine. She's, yeah, finding the lay of the land, and I just showed her where the litter box quarters were and all that good stuff so it's gonna be fun there's been some elapsed time since the doorbell rang we started recording i don't want people to think that we're just like oh she's here let's just let her run about well that's kind of what we're doing but we've played with her for a while and she just she and jack need to kind of figure it out okay so anyway here's my zoom story um it's not really a zoom story it's it's a this side up story um i loved the show zoom when i was little and um, I desperately wanted to be on it. and More than this side up? Well, no. See, you know this story. Yes, don't, I know. Don't I know. wreck it by speaking. Anyway, um, so I, I uh, told my mom, okay, mom, I need to be on this Zoom show. And she's like, well, it's in Boston. You just need to find a show that's done locally. You're much more local, trust and, me. And you, you, you just... You have to find a local show. She was kidding. She was being, like, sarcastic. Like, you know. Not the lack of talent aside, just the fact that you're geographically disadvantaged. So I found a local show, and I wrote them a letter. It was called This Side Up, and it was on um, WTHR Channel 13, which um, 
now is our NBC affiliate. Affiliate, but at the time it was the ABC affiliate. Remember how weird that was when they just swapped all that of a sudden? That was really weird. And then it happened recently with our CW channel and CBS and, and, and CBS yeah, switched. Yeah. But anyway, this side up was a local TV show that was on like at nine o'clock on Sunday mornings, and it was hosted by this wacky woman named Madeline. And the set was supposed to be her attic. And people came over. She had kids that would come over to her attic every week. And you would there would be like a special guest. And you would learn about whatever this special guest was there to talk about. Mostly local interests. And I do mean local. And there was a puppet named Dudley who was kind of obnoxious. That He, he was never in any of the attic scenes. Wasn't he kind of sort of like Scooter from The Muppet Show? Kind of, yeah. And then they had Spelling Bee. Mm-hmm. And anyway, clever. I wrote this letter to them, and this Madeline, who was also the producer of the show, calls my mom up, and she's like, we want to meet your son. And my mom's like, how did you, find, how did you <laughs> find out about my son? And Madeline said, well, he sent us a letter saying he wants to be on the show, so I would like to meet with him. And my mom was just like... Oh, shit. Yeah. So, so we went down to Channel 13, and I met with Madeline, and um, probably like talked to her for maybe like 45 minutes. And she's like, okay, you're on the show. And so I had to go um, back and forth to downtown from... We lived north of of Indianapolis in a small town but in the summer we would go back and forth to the the TV station and they would record like a whole bunch of different segments at a time and then so that was I think that was when I was in the fifth grade and it was all the segments were done before I was in fifth grade, and then I didn't tell anybody because we had just moved to Zionsville, and um, I didn't tell anybody that I was going to be on the show. Mm-hmm. And anyway, all these kids at school were like, um, "I saw you on the side up," and I was like, "Oh, You're yeah." Pro- I'm sure. Yeah, if you had your wits about you like you do now, you'd be like, "Oh, yeah." Well, I didn't tell you that I was a star, but. No, I didn't know. I didn't think I was a star because I knew it was a local TV show. I was Very surprised local. that anybody watched it. And um, I did not rare, uh, watch that show very often. I, wow. I mean, it was on occasionally, but most of the time, even at that age, I had a nasty hangover from Saturday night, so I wasn't watching it Sunday. <laughs> right. But you've seen some of my episodes, because yeah. I had them on. For as animated a person as you are, you were very subdued when you were on that show. Usually, usually the only thing I would say was, like, at the very beginning of the show... Fine. Yeah, Madeline would go, Kevin, how are you today? And I'd go, fine. Wow. You were just... It was fun. You were a warm body in the room representing children to be... It was fun, but the kids at school were kind of assholes about it. Oh, you think you're so hot because you're on a TV show. It's like, what? Actually, no, I don't, but whatever. And then uh, we were in the grocery store one day, and some kid asked me to autograph a TV dinner, and I was like, this is over. Was no. it Salisbury Steak? <laughs> I was just like, it is a local TV show. Like, this is... I'm not famous, so... Clearly. But, um... Back to Zoom. 
Yeah. It was no Zoom. No. There was no Zoom. theme. It did have a theme song. <clears throat> this side up did have a theme song. I barely remember that. <clears throat> I was more interested in Sunday mornings on Kids or People too. That was a good but that was show. a that was a national that was you an were, ABC show. Yeah, you. I remember Kiss was on that. That's yeah. probably why you were mm-hmm. excited. I remember, Kiss performed "I Was Made for Loving You" on Kids or People, and I remember Ta- Tanya Tucker was on one day, and my mom or my sister um, described to me what a slut was by pointing at Tanya Tucker. <laughs> yeah, you wonder what a slut is. That is a slut. Tanya Tucker. If you Wikipedia that, she's going to show up in the album cover with those hot satin pants on or whatever. I remember Mm -hmm, that. I remember that was kind of inappropriate at the time. I remember the host, Michael Young. I remember they put, like, Frankenstein makeup on him once. That was a good show. That was a pretty good show. Yeah. So, anyway, moving on. Let's let's talk about one of our least favorite TV show well, themes. Well, the number one worst of all time is MASH. MASH, yes. Horrible. MASH. So whenever that show would come on, because my mom liked to watch it, um, I would try to run out of the room so I wouldn't have to hear the theme song. Yeah, that's always the thing, and especially as it was in syndication, you'd be watching blocks of your favorite show, and then you'd hear that sound of the, the helicopter and that theme, and you just knew that it was dreadful, boring, unfunny. Ugh. Inter- alleged entertainment. That's just the music is bad, and the show was not good either. And yeah. maybe like, I have time to watch thing. Loretta Swit. Well, I like Loretta Swit, but it's probably a generational thing that maybe people that you know associated with that war. Yes, my kitten is starting to discover things in my room, including all the cords that I can tell is going to have to. All the cords that have be hooked up for this podcast to work. Many cords to my computers and all my screens, and to charge my devices. It's going to be very challenging because she is very... Now she's jumping around. She's very active. Bless you. She's jumping around the legs of my chair and now she's by my feet. She's just a tiny little thing. I'll have to have Kevin post a picture of her on the I'm So Sure Facebook page so everyone can see her. Okay, let's move on to one of our iconic themes. That would be the Brady Bunch. Which, of course, as everyone knows, we've had a whole podcast devoted to the Brady Bunch. But, yeah, the criteria for the iconic theme songs were songs that just burn themselves into your brain, that even if you don't regularly watch the show, you, these songs are... You, you know, know the them. theme. Yeah, you know these songs. Like, um, I Love Lucy would be another one. Right. Three's Company, Laverne and Shirley, Facts of Life. Yeah. Those are all what I would call iconic theme songs. And the thing about the Brady Bunch, I wanted to go back to that real quick. I know we're not going to talk in depth about every single song, but what's your favorite version? Is it by the original first season with the peppermint? No, I like the kid when the kids. Yeah, the actual actors. Yeah, I do too. And I always thought that was funny. We talked about it on the Three's Company episode, how it seems like on a lot of shows that had a sung theme song that you would associate the people on the show as actually singing the song, even whether they did right. or not. Just like One Day at a Time, yeah. which I thought for sure Valerie Bertinelli was singing. So about your feet. Well, it's just, it's just like Alice, in, you know, and that, really, well, was, she really, that was. really was Linda Lavin singing it. Yeah, Early to Rise. Early to bed. Insert your own theme song in your music. There's a new girl in town, and she's looking 
living life with blinders on. It's tough mm-hmm. to see. Mm-hmm. Alright, that's enough. So, another one that I absolutely love, and I love this TV show so much, and it's probably not something that people remember a lot, but it's a show called It's a Living. And it was done by the people that made, like, Soap and The Golden Girls. And Junger, Witt, Thompson, or something, that yeah. production group. And it was about uh, waitresses that worked, like, in this, um, like, a restaurant that was at the top of a building. And I just love that theme song so much. Yeah. was fun and I liked Anne Julian even before she was in her dramatic bi- bi- biography movie My Breast, My Breast yeah. um, but um, I think a good theme song is something that it kind of sets up the the um the TV show, like it kind of, it, it tells you. Well, it encapsulates. I mean, it. it's like it's like the Brady Bunch, or even like if you go back to Gilligan's Island, the whole premise of the show is explained in the theme song, so you get a sense of what it is, even if you're watching for the first time at the pilot, or if you're watching for the first time on season seven, episode six. You know exactly where you are and who these people are that are going to be in the show, and I think that's a great thing, and it's also a comforting thing. It's just that's one of the things we latch onto as we're growing up when you're watching that, all this stuff. That's why, like Big Bang Theory, is such a good theme song. I'm not a big fan of the Bare Naked Ladies, but it's an entertaining enough song. But it it really tells you a lot, and like Friends. Um, well, you can't talk about great TV show theme songs without talking about Friends. Yeah, so those are very because they just. But then when you look at a show like Blossom, why is Billy Blossom? Why was Billy Vera and the Beaters doing the? Or was it Billy Vera and the Beaters, or was it Doctor John? Doctor John. That's yeah, who it was. what was he? Billy Vera for? did that awful Family Ties, not the theme song, but it was like the ancillary love theme song between Michael J. Fox and at, the, at this moment Courtney Cox. No, no, it was, was Tracy, Tracy Pollen. Pollen. Yeah. Okay, but um, yeah, why? Like Blossom's theme song should have been done by Mayim Bialik. I mean, because she's a singer mm-hmm. too. Or Stacey Q. Yeah, no. She was too busy doing Facts of Life and Mom's Family. Bless but, um, yeah, it was just like, that's that's a bad theme song, Blossom. Blossom. And, um, I also hated the theme song for The Dukes of Hazard, a TV show that I've never seen. Well, it's kind of trashy. I'm, well, that's why I wouldn't let the kids I babysat for watch it, because I didn't want them turning into trash. Well, you think they would go into the refrigerator and open up a Schlitz or something like that and want to watch it if they were... Well, there was no Schlitz in their house, but... <laughs> But, yeah, I just, I was going to be damned if I was going to let Robin, Chip, and David be a product of the Dukes of Hazard. So. Little danger of that. Yeah, no. Well, that, and really, that show wasn't entertaining, except for I did watch it occasionally, and I liked the car chases and the antics, because I... Robin to, preferred Remington Steel. Well, she's more sophisticated. Yes. I have to say that I have a soft spot in my heart for, like, the Smokey the Bandit movies, and that's kind of the similar vein. Even, if, I think... That's more upscale than Dukes of Hazard, if you can call that upscale. Yeah. So, remember there were like lots of TV shows that were kind of wussy, um, like Cheers. I can't even 
See, I'm trying to think. I can't even visualize how that song goes or picture how that song goes. Oh, now Gracie's looking my Everybody favorite. knows your name. Oh, yeah. I And you know what? I never watched a lot of Cheers. I didn't watch Cheers either. Although I watched way more of that than Frasier. I never saw Frasier. I just don't care. Oh, she's licking you. She loves it. Mm-hmm. All right. So, oh, my little kitten just almost rolled right off my lap. All right. Okay, another wussy song was the theme to WKRP in Cincinnati. That never bothered me, but it's very bland. The only thing memorable about it is how they say the name of the show. Everything else is... WKRP in Cincinnati. My mom liked that show, but I never was into it. I didn't hate it, but I was not super jazzed about it. And Silver Spoons, that's real That's one of the worst. Well, that's terrible, but you want to talk about one of the really worst is... Small wonder. She's fantastic, made of plastic, microchips here and there. She's the small wonder, brings love and laughter everywhere. Well, that's a good show. That really, I think if you look back, that's not a good show. We watched the the clip for that for the credits, and that movie looked like such a piece of garbage. <laughs> the only thing good about it was the little girl who was the neighbor girl who knew the secret. Emery Shulman, who yeah. was in True Beverly Hills. Yeah. Remember when I worked at the video store, the manager, that Larry... Mm-hmm. He was like a former cop, and he was obsessed with Prince mm-hmm. and Small Wonder. And like every day, like at four o'clock, he would disappear, and because he would go to the back room and he would smoke cigarettes and watch Small Wonder. That sounds like a kind of a creepy scenario. You don't even want to consider the implications of. Yeah, he was, and he was not a good manager either. Well. But what, about liking Small Wonder is more of a flaw. I, I, I but what like. was the part of the Small Wonder song that I like so much? Um, made of plastic. She's fantastic. Yeah. No, yeah. Okay. She's fantastic. Made of plastic. Microchips here and there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's funny, but it's bad. Was there a theme song for She's the Sheriff? Because that was shit. <laughs> and uh, Carter Country. Ugh. That's a crappy show, too. Yeah. I don't remember the themes for those. Well, those are probably the, good. Those are just more bad shows. Yeah. Um, and I also, this wasn't, it's not a wussy song, but I really hated the theme to Barney Miller. That's another show that I would run out of the room just so I wouldn't have to hear that. It was like a instrumental kind of a thing. And yeah. that was not an appealing show. And you know what, as we think about it, as I'm thinking about the theme for Barney Miller, you know what that seems to have been a little bit of musical inspiration for is the second worst theme song besides MASH is Seinfeld. And that... Yeah, that's another... To this day, I can't get out of the out of the room quick enough. Oh, I'd pull the plug on my TV. Well, it's on TBS, Seinfeld comes on right after Friends, and I make... Sh- I think it's... Is it Friends or... Yeah. I try to turn the channel before it turns to... Like, if I'm watching Friends, I make sure that I don't have to hear any of that. So I just... I never... I never thought Jerry Seinfeld was funny as a stand-up comedian He's at not. all. He's not. And 
I still don't understand why people like that show. I mean, they loved that show. It was on for a long time. Well, I like Julia Louis-Dreyfus, and I like Jason Alexander, but I don't like... Um, Jason Alexander will always be the person that beat up Julia Roberts to, in Pretty Woman. He didn't really beat her up. Well, he, he hit her. He was mean to her. and Yeah, so that's who he is to me. And then uh, Michael Richards is the bowtie killer from Problem Child. And he was in UHF. Which is awful. Yeah. That's beyond awful. So, Plus, a few years ago, he made those racist comments during doing stand-up or something. So it's like uh, he's got multiple strikes against him. I just I'm not I'm not interested at all. No. But you know what's so funny is I do like Julia Louis Dreyfus, and you would think that I would have taken the opportunity to watch her shows outside of Seinfeld, mm-hmm. and I never really have. Well, especially what she's popular for now, Veep. Any show with political, uh, yeah, anything you're, you're not going to watch it. And then I've seen some of it. It's it's. Good. I've seen like a few episodes of that, the new adventures of old Christine, and it was funny. But it just I don't know. It wasn't enough to make me want to. Wasn't in. Wanda Sykes on that show with her? Maybe. Maybe it's been a while since okay. that was on. One more. One more really bad theme is Two and a Half Men, <sighs> which we've talked about before. Yeah. Awful. Oh, our, oh, no, there's actually one more bad thing. Charles in Charge. Terrible. I want, I want in charge of me. Charles in charge of our day and our night. Charles in charge of our wrongs and our rights. And that's me. I want Charles in charge of me. Yeah, that was a bad show. Like, it just was not appealing at all. I'd rather watch, if you're speaking of Scott Bayo, I'd rather watch Zapped, the TV series starring Scott Bayo and Willie Ames, but they never made that, just the movie. That movie was not good. Like, I remember when that movie came out, I went to go see it, and I was like, this is not a good show. Oh, it was crappy, but it was fun. Yeah. It probably has not aged well. I don't okay. think a week after it came out, it aged well. Okay, so another one of my favorite theme songs would be the theme to Square Pegs. It's a weird thing, like when the DVD of that. Sometimes the theme song is at the beginning, <clears throat> and sometimes the waitress's song is at the end. And then do they have like an alternate? Inst- oh, they have like a variation. It's kind of like a chopsticks. That dun dun yeah. dun 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 dun. Yeah. So Who knows know. why they did that? Very weird. Um, well, we didn't talk about like of the iconic stuff. Well, that's sex back. in Sex in the City. That goes from Square Pegs to Sex in the City. Oh, okay. Sarah Jessica Parker. That's, oh, the that's connection. Iconic. Yeah. That is a very iconic Well, and then song. if you're getting iconic, you talk about the theme from Batman, the original 60s show. I mean, that's... Definitely. Yeah. Then that's influenced so much popular music after the fact and superhero stuff after the fact. 
I think maybe if the Batman movies were more like that, I would enjoy them. You're in the minority because... I don't care if I'm in the minority. The I'm right. The one that was like that was the Those one... Those Batman that, movies are so People do not boring. like Batman and Robin starring George Clooney and... and uh, no, I want to see the Burt Ward, Adam West Batman. Well, I have that on Blu-ray, the 66 Batman movie. Yeah, that's what I'm interested in. That's the way Batman You would be. like a light comedic approach. Those but, Batman movies are so fucking boring like they just need to stop making them well they're not hi I'm holding a kitten that kitten is very tiny she talk about small wonders she is a she small, is wonder. small wonder but there's no she's also precious and few but there's no microchips anywhere on her no she's real deal mm-hmm. she's licking your chin oh. she's trying to eat your face off alright we're distracted she's we're sorry just guys. a child well, what else do we have on our list? Okay, a lot. <laughs> there is a lot. When we were looking at lists to try to pick things that we wanted to list in either the good, bad, or indifferent, everything area. we liked was on. Yeah, the bad tons list. of things were in the bad list. Now, if there's a couple here I want to bring up that are from the '80s: Family Ties and Growing Pains, and those were on some worst of lists. No, I'm sorry, those are talk about yeah, you know, very appropriate for the times. And I think that the the, a lot of these songs on shows that they say that they're the worst to ever get a lot of hate is because they're dated. Well, sorry, that's because they. I think actually, Growing time. Pains aged a lot better than Family Ties. Yeah, and I don't know why because the shows were very similar. But um, and a lot of people hate Growing Pains now because of what Kirk Cameron has become. But you can't let that ruin your memories about something. I always loved Growing Pains. Yeah. I have Growing Pains trading cards. Oh, as long as we got each other We got the world spinning right in our hands with you and me We gotta be the luckiest dreamers I, I can't really watch the Cosby show the same way, though. That did not age well at all. It no. Like, it was already less enjoyable Ten years ago, but now, within light of other things, it's well. It's it's so sad that it's just kind of like tarnished the reputation of all the people. I mean, it's hurt. No, them. I don't not, think it's not their reputation. the reputation of the people in it, but it's just like it has been erased from TV. It's like you don't ever see reruns. Yeah. At all, what a mess. Um, another one that I love is What's Happening. That is a good show. And remember that noise in the theme song? And it sounded like rerun bouncing. That's nice. Well, it did, though. It was good. It, it represented the show. Well, uh, plus you like to think yourself when you were watching that show that you were as sassy as the little sister, D. No, that's not what I think of myself. That's what my sister's friends used to call me. They were like, oh. your little brother is like D from what's happening. Well, they were right. Um, no. What do you know? Oh, well, I know that eight is enough to fill our lives with love. There's a plate of homemade wishes on the kitchen windowsill. And eight is enough to fill our lives with love. Yeah, we, there were two themes to that. There was the original like, uh, instrumental theme. Yeah. And then maybe, like, the... Was it in the second or third season? Maybe when Abby came on the show. Grant Goodeve... There was, like, a variety show, and Grant Goodeve had, like, written a song to perform in said variety show, and that became the theme. 
to eight is enough. That's a good show. Speaking of Grant Goodeve, there's a connection that's very intriguing and exciting. It's not. It's not intriguing. I'm glad he's got some work. Yes, Grant Goodeve has been announced in the cast of the new Twin Peaks revival that's coming out next year. Which that theme song did not make my good list. That made the most ding, ding. highest respected, iconic, entertaining, wonderful lists of all time. doesn't have a good beat and you can't dance to it. There's remixes of it. I can prove you wrong. You can dance. I can prove you wrong. Don't right. get so hateful about that, right about Twin now. Peaks because you're gonna make Gracie have don't have negativity around her. Only say good things about Twin Peaks because she's gonna love Twin Peaks when she gets to watch it. Nope. Yep. She's got a lot, a lot more sense than that. So anyway, yeah, Twin Peaks. Not only is the theme song great, but I should also say that that just has the best music of any TV show ever. Oh, are you talking about Mama's Family? No, I'm talking about Twin Peaks. Mama's Family has a real good theme. And remember when we saw Vicki Lawrence in concert? Yeah, that was very entertaining, and your mind was blown when... She sang the theme song with lyrics. That we had never heard. Did she say that they recorded it or just wrote it with lyrics and... I don't remember. They probably do have a demo of that somewhere. I almost levitated. Yes. Well, I thought that was exciting, but I would not call that a great song, but... Well, I wouldn't call you a great friend. Well, we should... Can, it's a Mama's Family Connection, the Carol Burnett show. Yeah. That has a really good theme. <clears throat> they play Carol Burnett show on MeTV, and it's edited down to 30 minutes, and it's awful the way they edit the the opening monologue. She just comes out on the stage. There's no interaction with the audience. It's all been edited out. That's really and weird. And she just says, thank you, we've got a great show, and that's it. That's like when you watch episodes of Saturday Night Live that are, you know, in syndication or like on streaming and they're incomplete because most of the time they cut out the musical guests. So, oh, bless you. Oh, poor little deer. Um, they they edit it and it just seems really weird, especially when you're watching the, stuff. Yeah, they don't have the rights for to the music. Yeah. Which a lot of times the musical guest isn't very good anyway, so... Well, let's talk about, like, animated theme songs. Um, 
I mean, of course, we don't have it on our list right here, but I'm just brainstorming because this comes to mind. The Simpsons, that's a great theme song for mm-hmm. a TV show. And then going back all the way to the Jetsons and the Flintstones, that sets a precedent for animated shows having really great theme Those songs. Those have great themes, yeah. And Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Like, yeah. That's awesome. Scooby-Dooby-Doo, where are you? We got some work to do now. Remember when I had the hots for Fred from Scooby-Doo? Uh-huh. Hey, word up. Yeah, it's the red ascot. He's a cartoon. He's a cartoon character. <laughs> I remember what uh, one of our cats that we used to have in the past, what her theme song was? Sanford and Son. Oh, Phoebe. Yeah. Well, she had lots of variations, but they seem to be all related to Sanford and Son, even though she wasn't trashy. Because no. didn't they, they own a dump, right? Yeah. Or they hauled junk. They, they hauled haul junk. junk away or wrecking stuff. I don't remember. But I watched some of that when I was a kid. I thought that was funny. I liked the Jeffersons more. And Good Times, those both had really good those, songs. Yeah, Jeffersons especially. That is an iconic TV mm-hmm. show theme. Where we're moving on. People still talk about that to this day. And they're moving on up yep. the list. Well, let's talk about a couple shows that have kind of... The shows are really good, but the music or the songs and in it don't really do a whole lot or they maybe don't match. Like Will and Grace. Um, that kind of feel It feels like the show when you hear those notes and like the piano. Just because it was on for a long time and you associated. You associated. But, it, but it was around the time when they were moving away from TV... Theme songs. Theme songs, and it just was like... Well, and they were also like in a hurry for shows to get started, so that's when they started doing that trend, too, of not even having credits. They just... The show would start, and then there'd be like all the credits while the action was going on, and maybe have like a little static shot of the title card, which I don't like that at all. Yeah, that's disappointing. That it takes really... away so much personality from yeah. these shows and doesn't give them their own kind of identity. And Fantasy Island now... I do love the feel for Fantasy Island a little bit, but it's not very memorable. It's not memorable in the way its counterpart from Saturday Night's The Love Boat. That is iconic. That's a perfect song. It's pure cheese, but it's part of its time. It's cheese I want to eat. Yeah. I'd like to have some baked brie cheese right now and listen to the Love Boat theme. I'm going to watch Love Boat tonight. It's on MeTV on Sunday. Sunday's like up from 5 to 7. Two episodes. Well, I'll be able to maybe tune in if I get my digital antenna figured out, which I'm cutting cable. 
I'm boosting my high-speed internet, changing my internet Nobody speed. cares. Shut up. From 25 it's sad. to 100. It's sad. What? And I'm getting rid of I'm going to have no DVR. You're just going to be like 1980 in here. No, it'll be great. I'll have high-definition antennas and Sling TV, and I'll be all... We were looking wired. at that Sling TV, and there wasn't anything on that. There was missing things that I... I couldn't use that. Well, I'm going to use it, because I'm not going to have cable. Right, Jack? And, like... Remember what? How like? Oh, Jack! Oh. That cat just hissed at her. Um, remember how great it was when we first got our um, DVR? Yeah, it was ma- like magical. It was like getting the first computer, your first home computer. Can you get a TiVo? Yeah, there. Are, I there are things I may have to look into. Getting. Can you get a VCR? I have a couple VCRs. Can you still buy Fuji T120 blank tapes? No. Oh, there's a cat confrontation going on in the background. Well, oh, oh God. Let's talk about cop shows. Okay. Well, so. you have a softness in your heart for chips. Yes. And that's a good theme song. Fuck. Yeah, I like that that noise that's in it. That and I also liked Emergency. I remember yeah. the theme from that when I was a little kid. And like Wonder Woman. Well, Emergency's on every day right before Chips on MeTV. Wow, is this a commercial for MeTV? Can we get I sponsorship from them? Enjoy MeTV. It is a good channel. Well, doesn't sound like I'm gonna have much more to be able to watch except for MeTV pretty soon. Well, you can get it on your digital antenna. Mm-hmm. So another oh, Jack. another good theme song, even though I never watched the show, was Miami Vice. Yes. That was like a big hit single, too. Yeah, that whole soundtrack was really good, except for I Know You Don't Like Glenn Fry, You Belong to the City. No, You Belong to the Shitty. I like that. I liked all those songs. I don't that. like crime songs. That song wasn't about crime. Smuggler's Blues was. Yeah, but that wasn't written for the show. That was used after the fact. Well, I just didn't like his... Careful, you're going to step on that kitten. Oofra. That kitten has a hold of your sock. Her claws are very... They're very considerable. I can't think of any other cop shows. Policewoman. I remember the theme from... um, What did we watch back in the early 2000s? Was it Third Watch? That had a really good theme song. I think. I don't know. You didn't watch that. I watched Was that it. the show with Bobby Cannavale? Yeah, you didn't watch it because I used to watch it in bed by myself at 10 o'clock on Monday nights when you were downstairs on the internet speaking to other people. Well, we don't need to bring him I back. Remember wa- I remember watching that and seeing that episode that they killed off Bobby Cannavale. And I stopped watching because he was my favorite. You didn't like Skip Suddeth? He wasn't a good enough uh, I loved Bobby Cannav- Cannavale. And I love him now because he is in... One of my favorite shows that I, or favorite movies that I watch constantly. The Annie remake? Spy. Oh. 
I've only watched Spy twice this week. Is anyone's favorite movie the Annie remake with no. Jay... Who? Who's I don't know. Jamie Foxx. I didn't see it. And uh, what's their name? Oh, black, it was like the black version of Annie? Well, yeah, and it had... Um, oh, my God, I can't remember. Wasn't Cameron it Diaz a, as Miss Hannigan. I don't think it was very successful. Was well, no. It was... It was ill-received. Yeah, it wasn't. And the, the original Annie was ill-received, too. But when people go back and look at it, they're like, this is how it's supposed to be. And the new Annie is not how it's supposed to be. I'm just saying. No, we didn't see that new Annie. So, well, we really shouldn't say much about it. I have no plans to see that. So there's two shows that have animated beginnings that are not animated shows that we have on our list. And that's Bewitched and The Nanny. Those have really good themes. I never made that connection that they both are animated Beginnings, yeah, because that used to be a thing that occasionally they would do. Because even like Lucy had her little animated versions of mm-hmm. her and Ricky, and I Dream of Jeannie was animated too. Mm-hmm. Although I was scared of that. What scared you about it? Um, those eyes in the bottle, and I don't know. I was just scared of it. I was scared of a lot when I was little. Well, you probably like bewitched in the fact that you know she was a little black cat that jumped into yes, anything, arms and then turned into Samantha. Anything that featured a cat, I was there. Mm-hmm. Sign me up. on our list. Oh, I wanted to mention the theme from Dynasty, which... Da, da, da. Yeah, that's real fun. I've been watching that on Amazon Prime streaming. And Not it's been nice catching up. Nice landing was at well, the... Of course, and Dallas. Dallas. Dallas had a really good theme song. I don't though. remember Falcon Crest, because I didn't really watch it. I remember hearing it in the other room, because my mom would watch it. Yeah. But it was some majestic-sounding kind of theme song. Oh, yeah. Song. Didn't it have Jane Wyman on it? Yeah. Yeah. I remember my parents were into that. I did not care for that. I thought it was boring. Except I did watch it when Apollonia was on for Apollonia. a bit after Purple Rain. Come on, guys. Put it in the bank. Um, okay, two more of my th- favorite theme songs. Maud. Oh, yeah. Then there's Maud. Which um, connects us to an iconic theme. From the Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. I should talk about the Golden Girls book that I'm reading right now. How is that book? It's very informative and very entertaining and very thick. It's like over 300 pages long. I was impressed by the size and presentation of that book. It looked very it's nice. It's very, um, it's designed beautifully, although it's kind of like I've noticed that the, des- the design kind of, if I'm not in a well-lit area when I'm reading it, I, it's kind of hard to read. But, um, well, that happens that. when you get old, because I can't see either. Yeah, I have to be, I have to, like, practically turn over, like, I need an like, overhead light. I need, like, a coal miner's hat on that shines a bright light in front of my face so I can read something. Thank you for being a friend. Is that our last song on the list? No. Our last song on the list is one of the best ones. Well, we already mentioned Twin Peaks. No. One of the best theme songs ever is Give Me a Break. Give me a break. Yeah, yeah. Give me a break. Oh, thank you. 
really no carter singing it right yes it most certainly was well give her a break she sure deserves it i loved it when she put that vacuum cleaner into the fish tank and sucks all the water up what did she say on that episode when they were on wheel of fortune and she got it wrong give me i me liberty or give me a car or something like that i forget but it was really funny yeah and mama loves her too lord that woman's got a mouth on her well, I don't have much. I mean, it, yeah, that's I good. Don't I don't have much to see about that. You like to give me a break. It's fine. It's not a theme song I go back and think about. Well, you're thinking about it right now. Thanks for the memories. Remember how good uh, Nell Carter was in that terrible Chevy Chase movie called Modern Problems? Yeah, as Dorita. Mm-hmm. Who did the voodoo and mag- yeah. black magic. That was fun. With Dabney Coleman. And Mary Kay Place. That's not a very good movie. <laughs> And I read something that Chevy Chase like admitted to having a lot of dope trouble. Oh, he doesn't even remember making that movie, yeah, I don't think. That's sad. Mm-hmm. But I remember at the time it was an entertaining movie. It but was then, like, I time. didn't see it for like 20 years. I remember I got the um, DVD from the library. and I was, just I was like, happy to get my hands on it, but... It's like, oh, this isn't good. It's one of those things that's best remembered, or best left as a memory. Yeah can't think of any other things i'm sure there are giant gaping holes gaping holes that we'll hear from people i can't believe you didn't talk about this i can't believe you don't like seinfeld we didn't Whatever. talk about like melrose place or 90210 or buffy the vampire slayer i have no idea what that theme song is but i know <sighs> You just took the sound levels off the charts, so thank you for that. I'm sure our listeners will appreciate that. Shut up. Are you happy now, Clark? She's deaf. Audrey, find a bush. Okay, it's time for our I'm So Sure of the Week. Well, let me cue up the theme song. What is our I'm so well, sure you, of the week? You said that we we didn't think of one because the one I thought of was the one that we already did. <laughs> well, then my so sure of the week is I can't believe you don't have an I'm so sure of the week. Let's not bitch about anything. Let's talk about new DVDs or Blu-rays that we've just got, that we've okay. just received. All right. So. Well, I already talked about, I think, on a recent episode how I was kind of obsessed with the uh, airport disaster movie series from the 70s that I got. And that got me off on a tangent where I picked up a couple of other ones from the 70s. I got the Poseidon Adventure and Earthquake and uh, Towering Inferno. And they were all very cheap, so don't worry, I'm not I'm made glad. of glad. Well, yeah, they were all like $7. Oh, I was thinking they were like $1.99. They're not that cheap. We're talking Blu-ray high definition. Oh, I hear Jack growling in the other room. Um, but those, those movies are lots of fun. They bring back lots of childhood memories. In fact, I remember the first Were movie... Were you involved in disasters as a child? No, but I saw them at the theater. In fact, I was so scared by Earthquake because I had sense around where the whole theater was shaking because I had extra bass speakers that about three-quarters of the way through, 
there was a part where a little boy was stuck in a dam and he was unconscious and his mother, Jovie Bougeot, was trying to That's rescue him and she couldn't get to him because some fallen power lines were around and it was the earthquake was going on. I got so freaked out my dad had to take me out of the theater and he missed the end of the movie and my mom stayed and watched it. <laughs> <laughs> so, But I was finally obviously able to see the rest of that years later. So those movies are fun. So those are my happy Recent Did he slap stories. you in the face and tell you to get it together? He just said you were a mistake then and you're a mistake now. Oh, that's sad. No, he, he never, never said he that. He never said that. I'm just kidding. Oh, that's not funny. <laughs> I thought it was funny. You're not funny though. <laughs> well, I have a different sense of humor. My Blu-ray of the week is something I received for my birthday, and that is Hello, my name is Doris, the recent Sally Field movie. Which, or uh, my mom would have said Sally Fields. Because yes, she sometimes got names wrong a little bit. It's kind of cute. But um, I just love this movie. It makes me feel so good, even though some bad things happen in it. Not bad things, but just... Not like, like happiness-level bad things. No, 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 But just, you know, some little situational kinds of things. But it, it you know, ends on a very happy note. And it's uh, it's just a darling movie. So if you have the opportunity to rent it like at, the, at your red box or whatever you should well i'm not gonna have to rent it because you brought it over so i can borrow it and watch it well you can give me 2.99 or i don't even know how much red box co- i you know i've never been to red i've used it before i can't remember if it's like two dollars or three dollars or something like that or i wouldn't even know what to do i swear to god i'm turning into my mother like as far as technology goes like and oh like i the other day on Facebook, I had just had enough. I literally had no idea what people were talking about. There's so many abbreviations and other things I don't know what they are. And then apparently there's some new Pokemon game or something. Oh, I've heard all about that. And pe- like, luckily none of the people in my friends list have posted about it, although somebody just posted how do you filter out Pokemon because I'm tired of reading it. And I'm like, well, what's going on? And apparently there's some Pokemon game. It's it's like a thing where there's geographical locations that are tagged to be Pokemon characters and you go around with your smartphone and you, when you turn on that app (laughs) on your phone, it's kind of like a treasure hunt, I think. And you go to locations and you get points and you get to collect these Pokemon as virtual. Oh, is that the way you say, I see I was not a child when that came out, so I don't even know what it entails. Yeah. Oh. It's about collecting them, I think. I mean, I never played it either, but it's from what I understand. But it, it but, but it was a TV show. And well, they it? of course they turned it into a TV show that helps sell more things. And it oh, it sell- wasn't a TV show first. It was. I don't else. think so, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I never cared enough to investigate. But apparently, that's blowing up. Oh, the yeah. internet right now, but I... It's just about stupid. Oh, well, you've got to be not negative about stuff, so... <laughs> well, but that is just about stupid. It is. It's very difficult. You know, I've noticed that I we don't say that that much on our That's podcast. That's just about stupid. There's so, there are, like, lots of things that we say in our everyday life that we just don't use. All right, so are we ready to do our advice column? Our incredibly good advice column? Yes. Yes, yes, that's the one. That's, that's the only one I can think of. Dear, of Dear Kevin, Kevin and Scott. Scott. My mom lives with me and my hubby. Hubby. Ugh. 
Okay. Recently, I found out I bet that they have a man cave. <laughs> my mom lives with me and my hubby. Recently, I found out that she walks around at night because she hears noises or is restless and puts her ear on our bedroom door too. <laughs> I was shocked. I think this is a complete invasion of my privacy, well, yeah. and I was embarrassed to no end. I now avoid getting intimate with my hubby, and he has no idea why. I have to be sensitive about what I say to mom because she underwent surgery recently and she has a lot of medical issues. How should I handle this? Signed, No Noise for Ms. Nosy. Well, no noise. What are your thoughts on this? Well, I think a trap should be set. Would you like to see a trap door where she just falls no, down? No, not like a tra- that kind of trap. <laughs> I'd like to see that. But I just, like, thinking that... You know, catch her in the act when she's listening at the door. Either that or just confront her. You know, it's your home. I don't I don't understand why having medical issues has anything to do with having to be sensitive about what this person says to her mother. What does that have to do with anything? Yeah, I think it's a little ridiculous. I think that's like an excuse. I think you should just... Be honest and say, could you please not listen at our door? If that's indeed what she's doing. You know, if she's wandering around the house at night, that's fine. I mean, How does she know she puts her ear to the door? Has she, it doesn't sound like, from the, what she says here, she hasn't indicated that she's got a confession yeah. that she listens. She could just paint the door black right before she goes to bed. <laughs> and then the next morning, if there's like, if the... Woman has like a you know like the black paint year like like the binoculars that Jack and Larry used on Nurse Terry on Three's Company when she yeah. put them to her eyes and she had the circles around her eyes yeah so sad you can't stop now I don't know I just think this is the kind of a problem that could have been solved without writing into it this also sounds like a sitcom problem it just sounds like common sense just confront her. I have no, I have nothing else to say. Yeah, I don't have anything else to say either. It's kind of uninspired. I don't really even have a reaction to it. It was kind of fun reading it, but now as I'm thinking about it, there's no real the issue. The thing that bothers me more is how she refers to her husband as, as a hubby. Yeah, that is about stupid. And yeah, that's just about stupid. And that sounds like a thing that was like someone from like the 70s and 80s would refer to her, her husband as hubby. I don't think that's a thing that people say now, so... This I, one, that's this why one. I said, oh, I'm sure they have a man cave. That's, I just hate that whole concept. And then I just learned of something new this week. Something else you hate? Yeah. There's something called a she shack. And apparently, like, people have, like, some old building out behind their house, and they fill it with shabby chic nonsense, and they do scrapbooking. Oh, shit. It's like shabby chic shit? <laughs> yeah. And they do it in their she shack. She shack, and this is a real thing. Like I guess the when the ladies thought, well, if my hub, hubby can have a man, man cave, cave, then I'm going to have a she shack. Just cut to the chase. Call it a shit shack because that's all that's in there. If it's a bunch of scrapbooking bullshit and bric-a-brac, that's Ugh. all that found. And I she really, chic shit. I really cringe too. Like when I read things on, on. Um, Facebook about um, how some you know the gay gay men who um, 
find themselves be, being in the bear category, if you don't know what that is, a bear is a hairy, bigger gay fella. Um, they will refer to um, their man cave as the bear cave. And instead of a husband, they'll say a Oh, has has bear. Yeah, just don't. Just stop. Oh. Stop. Stop it. It's heartbreaking. Stop it. I mean, whatever somebody does to make them happy, I guess, I'm all for happiness, but I don't know. I just, I'm for happiness, too, and it's a movie starring Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> it just makes me cringe. It's just like, oh, my God. And I thought that shabby chic stuff was over. Well, yeah, that ended, like, in the late 2000s. <laughs> We the I late two thousands. We have not the late two thousands. Well, I mean like the, the, the aughts and like two thousand seven, uh, eight, nine. Because by the time they started having a shabby chic section at Target and like Meyer and it was over and stuff. It's over. Then that's the end of the trend. It's become extremely mainstream. Now move on to the next thing. Well, I don't understand how the whole shabby chic thing was even. Um, something that retail could market since it's supposed to be it's finding my, old stuff. Yeah, it's supposed to be recovered and found stuff, which I'm all for the concept of like antiquing and, and restoring things and doing interesting creative stuff to a point, not to a point though where everything is like Shabby Heek. Yeah. And only ladies would refer to it as that. Like men would refer to it as something else, I think. More like restored furniture. That sounds a little more manly. I don't want anything shabby in my house. It's like a, it's like two things that cancel each other out. What will the next big thing be? Like you get a room in your house, you put up some cardboard and like a tin roof, and call it shanty chic. You know. So oh. Oh, we we get on this subject all because she referred to her husband <laughs> as a hubby, as her and that was like twenty minutes later. Okay, I think we're done. Are we done for I the week? I think you're right. All right. <laughs> well, thank you all for tuning in. Please go to iTunes and rate us. Give us a rating and leave us a review if you have time. We would appreciate it. Appreciate it, and it will help Good more review. listeners find our podcast. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash I'm so sure podcast. I've still never looked at your Twitter to well, see you don't care. if you're doing it. You could give two shits about Twitter. Uh, that's that's <laughs> that's pretty about, fair, right? Yeah, I am at facebook.com slash I'm so sure podcast, and on that note, I'm Scott Benson. I already told them who I am. They know. Well, in case they confuse our voices while they're listening. What do you think? Like we're becoming like the same person, turning into like a big two-headed monster. No. No. God, I hope not. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. So sure.